thanks to everyone for tuning in to Wegman's Wellness Podcast. This is where we're going to share information with you about nutrition and health and provide solutions to live a healthier, better life through food. I am your host, Kirby Bransifor. I'm a registered dietitian and one of your Wegmans nutritionists. And this is actually my second time around at Wegmans. I've been with the company for a little over six years, but part of that time was spent years ago in the produce department at the Brockport store. So shout out to Store 65. And that's actually pretty pretty appropriate for today's uh, topic because we're actually going to end in the produce department when we're all when we're all done here. So this is the first in a series of podcasts on inflammation. It's a very buzzworthy topic, and we're going to be talking today about how plant foods can actually help fight some of the problematic inflammation that we see, how you might get more plants on your plate. But before we dive in, I want to introduce my, my guest, Mr. Joe Pucci, one of our category merchants in the produce department. And so he's a really great guy to have here today to talk about plant foods. So, Joe, do you want to say a little bit about yourself, your work at Wegmans, maybe how long you've been with us? Yeah, my name is Joe Pucci, and I work in the produce office. I've been with the company for 20 years. 20 years. Um, just had my anniversary, actually, so 20 years. So you started when you were negative eight? That's right. That is correct. <laughs> and uh, actually, 17 of those years are all in produce. So I started my... Uh, I started with a company in the stores, in produce. My first seven years were in produce. I was a produce manager when I left the stores. Uh, I have been in the corporate office now for the last 13 years. I did some time in meat and seafood and in grocery, frozen and dairy. Um, And now I'm in the produce office, so I manage vegetables. Uh, The vegetables I manage are the cooking vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus, mushrooms, um, and all our convenience items. So any item that you would see that's pre-cut, pre-bagged, ready to eat, cleaned and ready to eat. Um, I'm also on the menu team, you know, where once a quarter we release our menu magazine and we, we get together with all the chefs. I'm kind of the produce arm of that menu team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go over different trends and, and different things that we're seeing, different veggies, you know, that, are, that that our customers are gravitating towards and how to incorporate those more and more in their everyday lives. Yep, and that's how you and I met, I think, it right? It is exactly on how we team. met. That is correct. Oh, what a wonderful, glorious day. My life that has was. never been the same. I can say the same. <laughs> and it's been really great working with you, too, because you've got, like you said, you're responsible for bringing all these wonderful uh, vegetables into the into our stores. And then I get to try to help to tell some of that nutrition story, especially um, seasonally when you pick something you really want to go after and highlight like mushrooms and tell people why they're so wonderful. So we get to work really closely on cool stuff like that, which I love, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. And the, the nice part about produce is as the seasons change too, our customers are looking for those items that are kind of the seasonal items or seasonal favorites. So, yep. you know, as we get into the fall, they're looking for apples and we get into the winter, they're looking for citrus and we get into the summer, they're looking for different veggies to grill and the same thing with the fall. Um, and even for a holiday and winter. So as, you know, as the seasons change, the veggies change. So I think that, you know, that puts, um, you know, more onus on us to come up with different ways to use those same veggies mm-hmm. that they have during those times of year and, and yeah. maybe incorporate those a different way right. Make into it more their exciting. everyday lives. Correct. Yeah. So you are such a perfect person to have here today. Kind of tell the story about how, how we can help people use those wonderful vegetables to help tame this thing we call inflammation. But first we want to kind of talk a little bit about what inflammation is and kind of why we care about it. So there is a lot of buzz about chronic inflammation and its connection to health. So inflammation itself is actually not a bad thing. It's a process that our body uh, uses to use the immune system to help heal injury or infection. So Joe, you've got 
kids at home, right? You've got four kids I under tw- 12. Four kids under 12. That's, that's ridiculous. Yep. So any that's of them ever get like a scrape or a cut or are they all just completely in a bubble wrap and nothing's totally ever bubbled. happened? <laughs> nope. That's all the time. All the time in my house, somebody's either hurt or says they don't feel good yeah. or whatever it is. So if they get like, say, a cut or a scratch or something, what's it look like? All different kinds, whether yeah. it's a, you know, whether it's a mm-hmm. scrape, you know, in a line or something that, you know, they scrape their knee on the ground. I mean, all kinds of different shapes and sizes and <laughs> colors. colors and, yeah. So a lot of times I'm guessing that color that you'll see would be red, right? It it's red and it's swollen. So. And the sight of blood is not a good thing. So. No, no. <laughs> but not for kids. Not for kids. But for, um, for inflammation, that redness is actually, it's a good thing. That's a signal that our immune system has shuttled all the stuff it needs to that area to kind of help and heal it. So that I think most people would agree is a very good thing. We, we want to help heal those injuries. Um, but sometimes that immune or that inflammation inflammatory response remains activated and it sticks around longer than that original injury. So say beyond the time that it took to actually heal that scrape. So it's just still kind of red and swollen. Um, And sometimes our immune system even attacks healthy cells. Um, And so I kind of think of this as like, you know, these good stresses in our life. Um, I don't know if you've ever bought a house I have. Yeah, so it's a good stress, right? But if it, is it a great stress. goes on longer, which it always does, there is absolutely nothing straightforward about buying a house, right? There's something that's with the bank, some paperwork that you forgot to send in. So it activated longer than it needs to be. And maybe you start attacking healthy cells. Like maybe your marriage is a healthy cell and you something suffers or something else right. is just, you know, it's just this trickle, trickle down effect. So um, basically inflammation, pr- chronic inflammation like this um, is problematic because it overstresses the body and it can worsen or cause even some health conditions, things like heart disease, diabetes, and arthritis. So that's why we care about it. Um, And you might be wondering, so why does this happen? It's like a really, sounds like a really healthy response. Why in some people might it stick around longer than it should? Um, And we're learning that there's a lot of lifestyle factors or habits um, that can affect inflammation. So one of the things that we're learning is diet, right? That probably makes sense. No surprise Mm -hmm. there. We're here to talk about food. Um, And so we're learning that we can use our diet to help fight inflammation, um, or it could actually lead to inflammation depending on what our diet is made up of. So when it comes to food, we have these, what we consider inflamers or tamers. So foods that cause inflammation and foods that can kind of tame inflammation. Things that would be inflamers are things like saturated fat that you might find in red meat or butter sugar or added sugars that you might find that a lot of people in some sugar-sweetened beverages, and things like um, really refined foods like white flowers. So it's not so much that these things are bad just by themselves. So I kind of think of maybe you can relate to this. There's maybe people in our lives that might be inflamers. Can you relate to this? Mm-hmm. That without naming names, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's nodding. Them. Plenty. Plenty. I'm not in that list, right? You are not on no, that list I'm not yet. an inflamer. Oh, well, maybe by the end of this, it I could, will be on your happen. inflamer list. <laughs> so these are, you know, things that in small doses are fine, but when they stick around, um, so it's kind of the same thing with our pattern of eating. So if your overall pattern is really heavy with these inflamers, then you're kind of setting this environment that's really ripe for inflammation. So not so much that you have to completely avoid them, but we're really thinking about this pattern of eating that's setting the stage. So on the flip side, you'd be wondering, like, what foods would tame inflammation? What are those calming presences like Mm -hmm. me? Mm -hmm. 
Like very you, calm. we're I'm peaceful people. Now. We're tamers, right? That's right. Got a very Zen thing going on here. <laughs> so we're we're learning. Um, you know, the, there's a lot of foods that are touted for. Have you? What are some foods that you've heard of that are like anti-inflammatory foods? Not to put you on the spot, but to put you on the spot. Um, vegetables. Oh, what do you know? Vegetables <laughs> would be an inflammatory. That's great. I'm ex- so, well. Number one, I'm excited because. I actually am learning too right now. Oh. Now I've I've heard some of this, but a lot of it, you know, a lot of it makes sense, and it yeah. you know it goes right along with what you know our values are, especially in the produce department. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to hear this, and I know that our customers are looking for it too. So it, yeah. it makes us feel even better that we're bringing yeah. these solutions to them in many different ways than we have before. Absolutely. So. You mentioned vegetables, and I think there are a lot of people that um, maybe think that there, or say that there are just you know single foods that are anti-inflammatory. Uh, but we're learning that it's really, like I said, about that pattern of eating. So it's not so much that by including one food you are fighting inflammation. It's just what are the foods that generally, typically, normally make their way to your plate and uh, can support your immune system so it can do its job and just kind of go away. You know, so taming that inflammation and that pattern of eating that we're learning about is plant-based or plant-forward. So including things like fruits and veggies, whole grains, beans, legumes, nuts and seeds, uh, liquid oils. So really focusing on plants includes includes other things like dairy and seafood. Um, and again, doesn't really have to be at the exclusion of other foods. It's just that this is what your plate normally looks like. So foods that you might that aren't on that list that you would want to, that you would just be really sad if we excluded? Do you have any of those, like foods that... Personally? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because as I turned 40 recently, 40 years old, like that's right. I'm not afraid to say that. I right now. <laughs> um, you know, over the last couple of years and as I've been uh, very involved in, you know, a lot of the, the different things that we've done with vegetables with the whole team... Um, you know, I started to also live that same lifestyle, you know, and I I think that, you know, over time you start to think about yourself and you start to look at, Mm -hmm. you have kids and you want to make sure you're around for everybody and everybody's healthy and and you want to be a good example too as well. Um, So I started to eat that way and and I, and I didn't do it necessarily for the inflammatory reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the good part about fruits and veggies is uh, they're healthy no matter what, yeah. and you can eat as many as you want. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of things you have to worry about, you know, how much you consume or the mm-hmm. portion size that you have. But when it really comes to vegetables, I like to eat a lot of food. I'm Italian. I come from an Italian <laughs> family. The more the better, regardless of what it is. And, you know, with fruits and vegetables, you can basically eat as many as you want. Yeah. You know, so I, I started eating that way probably in the last, I'd say the la- over the last two, two and a half years. And I've just happened to lose 40, 45 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Um, and again, amazing. you start getting to the age where you start listening to these things. Your kids are starting to get a little bit older, um, you know, and you really want to live the lifestyle of what you do. And, you know, it's interesting to hear you say that. And, you know, it definitely is it, it makes you feel better. I mean, I definitely feel better than I did before. And it's I've cut out too. I've cut out a lot of those foods that you talked about. Yeah. Um, do you still have be- some white pasta as an Italian? I do not. No. I do not. And, you know, and the funny thing is a lot of people think, you know, as I have told my story before, because people have just seen differences, you know, right. they're like, oh, I could never go without bread <laughs> or I could never go without pasta. And you can't. I mean, there's a lot of different options out there right. that you can substitute for the forms that you used to have. Right. You know, and if you feel better about it and if you have re- if you show results and you, and you feel a, a different way, you know, and I think that transcends down to, you know, your family and your mm-hmm. friends and your, and your kids. Yeah. Um, 
So it's interesting to hear you say all those things. Yeah. And I will say, I'll point out that, um, as we said before, we are not suggesting that you need to exclude those foods like white pasta. But for you, I know it's worked. I mean, it's all about finding what works for you and that, the things that you can continue to do because no one's going to stick with something if they don't feel that they could um, you know, do it for the long term. And the things that you've done, whether you meant to or not, you did actually help to tame what could have been maybe an inflammatory environment because that pattern of eating does help to support healthy blood vessels, um, your immune system, helps your digestive system work the way it does. And all of these things kind of come together to help fight inflammation. So you didn't even know you were fighting inflammation. And and, and again, as I sit here, you know, the the main reason why I started to do that was because I had some back issues, you know, and every six months or so, um, I was almost like crippled for three or four weeks to where I like couldn't even stand up after I sat down for like 20 minutes. Oh, so that so, whole time that you were missing and I just assumed you were slacking off. No, it was definitely my back, <laughs> you know, and I, and, I, and I told my wife the same thing. I go, you know what? I've tried everything. I've gone to the chiropractor. I'm doing my stretches. I haven't, I haven't tried to lose some weight. Yeah. You know, not that I felt like I was super overweight, but I'm like, maybe I'll lose some weight. And ever since I have, I haven't had any back problems. I haven't had the Incredible. same problems that I had before. So it could be tied to or somewhat. To infl- inflammation. Joe Pucci, living a healthier, better I'm life just, through food. I'm just living saying, the dream. It could it's be, amazing. It, it could be. <laughs> it could be. So, if you want to be like Joe Pucci and live the way that Joe Pucci lives, you can check out winter issue of our menu magazine because there we're actually outlining some of these foods that we talked about. Um, we'll find a section on our basics of healthy eating. It's outlining that pattern of eating and showing people how to kind of use those foods in a kind of new and delicious way because we know people want help getting food on the table. Um, but today we want to focus on those plant foods, um, those beautiful. Um, oh, and you can also find those recipes on Wegmans.com. Um, all sorts of uh, seasonal and things that just live, that transcend seasons. You can find recipes for getting all sorts of uh, wonderful plant-based foods on your table. Um, so let's talk about those plant foods um, because that is a pretty big gap in our in our American diet. So um, again, this plant-based or plant-forward way of eating is really focusing on whole plant foods like nuts and seeds, beans and legumes, whole grains, and of course, like you said, fruits and veggies. Um, They don't just fight inflammation, but they've also been associated with health benefits like reducing heart disease risk, type 2 diabetes, cancer even. And they, of course, as you mentioned, help with weight management, management of diabetes, and just generally promote overall good health. So like you said, you're around for everybody when you're older and they're still Mm -hmm. like running circles around you. So every single plant food has something unique that it contributes to health um, and inflammation. But there is one thing, actually one nutrient that all plant foods have in common that meat and seafood don't. Do you want to take a guess what that nutrient is? I'm going to ask you so many questions. We're going to keep score and see how you do. Um, Is it a vitamin? By any chance, it's not it's, a vitamin. They do have vitamin. So there, there's many. The right answer to your question is no. Question. I do not know what the nutrient <laughs> is that you're talking about. That I'm right thinking now. of. Right, I do not. You're not know in the my answer. brain. Okay. I do not. So what about fiber? Sound good? That sounds. It's what excellent. you were gonna say. It was. I, know I was it thinking is. about I could saying see it. You were that, but getting ready. It was between ready. one other thing, and I didn't want. And he's say not the gonna say one. what the other thing is. Right. right? I, mean, I am not. <laughs> That's all right. We'll just talk about fiber then. So, fiber is really great for all sorts of reasons. It helps with digestive health. It help um, protects us from heart disease, obesity, and type two diabetes. And it also um, relates to inflammation because it helps feed our microbiome. Is this a word you've heard before? Microbiome. 
microbiome. Or microbiota. No, is it like micro machines? Like remember those little micro oh, machines? I don't. The, the I'm not forty. Do they sell those anymore? Those little tiny micro. I just oh, don't know. I'm not forty. Then no, I don't, the <laughs> microbiome. Um, you got me. Uh, if it's but not a micro machine, right. I would then no, call I them micro machines because these are teeny tiny little bugs. So that we call them our Close our good gut bugs. But so they're you know living organisms like bacteria that live in us and on us, but they're really concentrated in our guts. So these are um, organisms that we're learning are really connected to our health. Have you ever tried to explain that to like a 10 or 12 year old? How that would you do it? That something with, oh, with bugs, bugs it? in it? No, I what haven't. What <laughs> Well, there's good, there's bugs in there. I'm eating bugs. And they're good. No, you're not really eating bugs. You're just eating things that are good for you because there's bugs in your stomach <laughs> and you want to have more good bugs than bad bugs. I'm full of bugs. I love this. All right. Have a great day at school. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Think okay? about this ter- terrifying conversation we just had all day long about how there are creepy crawlies on you and in you. Tiny little child of Poochie. <laughs> 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 have a good day, honey. All right. So these good gut bugs, they pl- they play a key role in immunity and protect. they protect our digestive tract from inflammation. To provide this protection and to do it really effectively, they have to be fed the same way that we are. So you need food, I need food. These things are alive and they need food. And the thing that they prefer to eat are whole plant foods, especially things like fruits and vegetables. So you're seeing how it all kind of comes together? I do. He's nodding, taking full advantage of the fact that no one can see you. It's sinking in. So we know that there's a lot of ways to get these plant foods that feed our good gut bugs on the table, but we know that people struggle with fruits and vegetables. So we really like to try to help with that, right? At Wegmans, we do this all the time. Absolutely. And you've talked a lot about um, some of the exciting ways that we're trying to do that. Um, CDC did a survey in 2015 to kind of take a snapshot of how many Americans were getting the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables. Want to take a stab at the percentage of us that were getting Americans percentage? Americans. I mean, I'm going to go really low because (laughs) obviously the answer has to be really low. So I'm going to say like um, 23%. Oh, man, you you are... um, Not close? No, you're close. So it's 10%. 10% of us are getting the recommended amount. So you might be wondering. Which is crazy. Which to is. Me when you right. really think it's about it. It's sad because this stuff is so good. And it's, um, we're learning though why that is. Um, and if, just so everyone knows what the recommended amount, we say it's about five cups at Wegmans, we say Striper Five. That's right. Um, and uh, we can throw in our show notes. Uh, choosemyplate.gov actually has what counts as a cup because it's not always just a cup. So, um, but the Striper Five is a really great first step towards taming or preventing inflammation um, because, in addition to providing fiber, um, these fruits and veggies are a way to get antioxidants, other nutrients, and plant compounds that those good gut bugs also eat. So it's not just the fiber; it's um, all these other wonderful things that are in fruits and vegetables that help keep them um, alive and healthy. And those things are also associated with reduced disease risk and promotion of health. And I just want to take a minute to, we had posted a Facebook question to our uh, followers that uh, we wanted to know what their questions were about nutrition. And of course, we got tons, tons of responses back. Um, But we have a question from Michelle that asks, why is it important to change up the types of greens that we eat? Hmm. So um, I, I have an answer for this that has to do with inflammation, but I'm just curious. Do you have any thoughts on why we might want to specifically change up the types of greens that we have? Well, I would think that, you know, you never want to continue to eat the same thing over and over because you're going to, it's going to be deficient of something. Oh, right? man, and it's like that, you're... 
or in my brain. Um, you know, the the different the the more veggies or different veggies that you eat, and all veggies have different things or the amount. Obviously, they're all good for you, but. Um, some are higher in different things that are better for you than others. So if you eat the same thing, you could be deficient of something that it might, may lack, oh that something gosh. else might be Beautiful. high in. It's like I prepped you, but I didn't. No, you did you not. You are just... And that was a total guess. Uh, it was so. correct. On the nose, my friend. Um, so Plus, that would be pretty boring. It would be very boring. Who wants to have just one type of thing all day long? Although, I could just sit with you all day long. This would be That's great. True. Who would get That's, bored of Dokuchi? I mean, n- never, never. No bored. one would. So as it relates to inflammation, though, um, like you said, they all have different types of nutrients in them. And, of course, a different they're all green. But we're talking specifically about greens, but they're all different shades of greens. And all those different colors in greens, as well as different colors of different fruits and vegetables, um, signal presence of different compounds. Eat a rainbow. That's right. And all those compounds feed our good gut bugs in a different way. So Got that's a, a way that it can kind of support inflammation to make sure, just like us, Good gut bugs get bored. That's really hard to say. You try Good it. Good gut bugs get bored. Say it five times fast. <laughs> I can't because I struggled Good just gut. the first time that I did it. You did good. I think we both did. We should pat ourselves. Well, you know, I think that's you know, for customers too. You know, we on the menu team. I mean, we try to rotate as many different recipes through the menu magazine as we can. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, if you like a specific recipe that's not in the magazine, we always have it on our on, mm-hmm. on Wegmans.com, so you could always pull it up on that or the app. Um, but we do that too. We're, we're trying to keep it fun and different for our customers. I think we do a pretty good job of that. I, I definitely think we do. We challenge ourselves with that every time we get together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's more difficult than other times. And, you know, and sometimes we're going to run the same recipe that we've run before, right. but that's because our customers really loved it. So you'll, you'll see yeah. some repeats. But. but what a lot of people don't know, Joe, is that you're like the mastermind behind a lot of what they see out there. Even the menu magazine recipes. I just remember sitting in meal development with the chefs and they've got the stuff in front of them and the chefs will say, Joe, how do you do this? do this? And you're like, well, at home, I just put a piece of fish in a pan and I do this. And our chefs are great. And, yes, and, I didn't mean. No, again, <laughs> and, and, and all their recipes are incredible. Okay. And, and, I, and I like trying to emulate what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, to a certain extent, a family of six with four kids under 12, we need to be realistic to where yep. a 12 to 14 or 15 ingredient meal is probably not going to work every single day. No. Okay. So some of the shortcuts that we have, um, the four or five different ingredients, and again, same thing. Menu Magazine, we have we have recipes that are going to be all the way until you make your own sauce and include 14 or 15 different ingredients, and it'll probably be one of the best meals that you ever have. But we have also recipes that are four or five ingredients mm-hmm. for that for that busy family that can throw it together really quick. Yep. Um, you know, and I and I think that's where where the fresh cut veggies come into. I mean, you call me a mastermind. I'm definitely not even close to being a mastermind. Did I say that? I throw different <laughs> ideas at our chef team and say, mm-hmm. hey, here's what we're seeing as trends. Here are the different things that we have. Um, you know, what can we do with them? Here's some of the things that I've seen done with them. And um, that's really how people can first jump into it. And I think the biggest part about that is different shapes and sizes. And I don't know if you want to start talking about noodles and rices let's right now. Let's do it. Yeah, let's talk um, about some of those product solutions that, like you said, are yeah, getting well, the, the again, stuff on the table. You know, firstly, when you look at the produce department, I think, you know, we have um, easy easy ways into the category. So we have clean and cut broccoli florets or cauliflower florets. We have a whole Wegmans brand steam in the bag in the microwave. That's simple, right? Mm-hmm. And you can work your way up or kind of, you know, climb the ladder up our department into different salad kits or different cut greens that are in bags. And there's simple recipes on all those bags. And then you come to 
the veggies of the season, right? And everybody knows what green squash is. <laughs> People have zucchini, green squash, regardless of the season. Obviously, it's, um, like I would say, that a, more of a summer thing, but um, they're very familiar with it. So when we saw this big noodle craze, it was very easy for customers to get into that because it was already a vegetable that they were familiar with. So tell people what a noodle is. I mean, so I'm guessing a people. Veggie noodle <laughs> is simply a green squash cut into noodle form. You know, so when you start thinking about, all right, well, what am I going to do with a noodle? Well, what do you do with noodles now? <laughs> well, I put sauce on it and, you know, I might add a meatball to it and put some Parmesan cheese. Okay, well, replace your pasta with the veggie noodle because. If you're anything like my family and your mom makes the most incredible sauce <laughs> ever, it really doesn't really ma- it doesn't really matter what you put it on top of. It's just a vehicle. And that's all <laughs> it is. And and when people are trying to get more veggies into your diet, it's not that they have to eat more meals. They could eat the same amount of meals each day and they can do some simple substitutions. So we saw we have a lot of different recipes with a lot of different noodles and again, they're they're vegetables that people are familiar with. So they're sweet potatoes, they're uh, zucchini that we already talked about, mm-hmm. butternut squash, beets. and there's beets. And what's interesting about beets is that when you walk down the produce aisle and you see these big round beets <laughs> with these big greens, and they're, they're you're a little nervous to pick they're that up. What am I going to do with that? They're unapproachable for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, we actually had a lot of comments on our beet noodles of customers that bought them said, you know what, I know beets are good for me. I've never had beets before, but these were so easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I threw them in on parchment paper and roasted them in the oven, or, you know, I threw them in a saute pan and just heated them up, and I loved them. Yeah. And and I think that's really where our fresh cut and our menu team uh, help really helps customers. What else can we do with them? Well, you know, we have simple, you can easily substitute a noodle for your favorite pasta dish, mm-hmm. and zucchini noodle would be the best for that. And we also have, ta- we have four or five different veggie rices. Cauliflower rice is one of them. You can substitute your white rice recipe with whatever you used to use white rice with and substitute cauliflower rice in there. You know, whether it's the bottom of where you put your stir fry or it's the middle of your burrito. I mean, you're figuring, you're eating the same foods. You just happen to change out one of the ingredients with a veggie-based one mm-hmm. in the same form. And the thing I really like about the noodles, or at least our, our techniques for the noodles, obviously they're wonderful. They've, there's um, lots of easy ways to prepare them. So we've got, like you said, the saute or the cooking instructions on the back of the package. But recently we came out with this really awesome, like just salting technique, right? So The cold noodle salad. Yeah. So th- these are just three ingredients. It's the noodles, it's uh, a dressing, and an herb. And to me, this is just such a beautiful combination because it's easy. And a lot of those are made with vegetables that are typically unapproachable, like the beet, like a squash, um, because people don't know how to cut it up. And then again, they take a while if you're going to actually try to cook it through. It takes a long time. So you're talking like the better part of an hour, whereas this, you literally salt it and it's ready in like, what, 10 10 minutes. minutes. So that is a huge deal, um, especially because the the barriers that we hear to people eating vegetables are things like they go bad too quickly. It's interesting (laughs) because you mentioned butternut squash. So someone would buy a butternut squash and they put it on their counter, right, Mm -hmm. or they put it in their pantry, and then it sits there. And then it's, what am I going to do with it? Well, I have to peel it, then I have to cut it in half, then I have to seed it, then I have to chunk it, then I have to put it in the oven. Well, that's where fresh cut really helps. Yep. Now, 
I love these things because I'm a new mom. I've got a six-month-old that has um, plans for my schedule that he doesn't let me know about until it's like time to do something. And so I am all about these things. And I always loved them and appreciated them, but now I'm like using them because I need to actually eat them. My husband's probably laughing right now because he's cooked for the last month. I mm-hmm. don't think I've touched um, a spoon. <laughs> so, um, but I am all about these now and I can just see that they are such a solution for people. And like I said, these barriers to veggies, we've got this big gap and we can all eat more veggies, but these these convenience items solve a lot of problems. So things going bad too quickly, like you said, people don't know what to, how to prepare them. Our chefs have done so much work to try to think of combinations for us all that they know work. And I think the best thing about it is customers that make the change or at least start to substitute some of these things, they start feeling better. Yeah, exactly. So they start feeling better and they start getting, I mean, I'm going to use the term addicted, <laughs> right? They, they get addicted to the feeling way they good. feel yeah. and then they keep, get, they keep gravitating towards these. And as they do, that puts a little bit more challenge on us. Yeah. What else can we yeah, have Yeah, exactly. Do What's next, Joe? What's next? That's right. And I will say that these, um, they don't need to be replacements. They work really well as replacements, especially if you're looking for ways to um, cut down portions of grains in your diet and add more vegetables at the same time. And um, my boss, Jane Andrews, uh, she always says that she makes her regular pasta dish to throw in some noodles. So she's got half pasta, half noodles. Mm-hmm. So it's really this idea of like shifting. And um, we tend to have bigger portions of our greens. So this is just a way to kind of shrink those portions or if you want to completely replace it with vegetables. Um, And I do want to also say that um, fresh is wonderful and convenience is wonderful. But for some folks, it's just not a reality. These aren't things that they, they can have on hand all the time. And so we do have wonderful canned and frozen options. And we hear a lot that those aren't as healthy as fresh. And not that I want to drive people away from your department, (laughs) but um, we want people to know that we have these other options because um, they are um, just as nutrition, nutritional. (laughs) You'd think that I did not work in nutrition when I tried to say that word. So they're they're just as nutritious as their fresh counterparts, but they're, um, you know, they're already prepared for you. You can keep them on hand for a longer amount of time. And they're just as good options for folks that it's just not a reality or it's not an option for them right now to enjoy some of the the products that you've talked about. And also this idea that um, one fruit or vegetable or one vegetable is better than another. We want to give people permission, let them know do you think that they're like if you had to pick the healthiest vegetable, what would you? I would say any vegetable. Any vegetable, the one that makes it into your mouth, right? That's right? So, however you get it there, if it's a convenience option, if it's a fresh cut, if it's something off of um, off of the shelf, any of these things are really great options because the whole point is to try to change that pattern of eating. Um, and I'll give a shout out to iceberg lettuce. Even poor iceberg lettuce always just gets people say, wah, wah. "There's nothing like an iceberg wedge salad." No, there's what was the not. Last time you had it's an wonderful. Wedge? I don't Love know. Love the iceberg wedge. He loves the iceberg wedge. Wisdom from Joe. I haven't had an Joe. in a long time, but I, I but love it's the wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a vegetable. It's got nutrients. If you like it, eat it, and it sometimes is a vehicle for other vegetables, right? Yeah, and, so and you it, know, it's it's, a, a, <laughs> it's also a starter because I mean, yeah. when you think about kids, right? I mean, sometimes <laughs> it's it's hard, and you'll see as your six month old gets older. <laughs> It's challenging to get vegetables in kids' mouths. Yeah. It really is. So if you need to start with an iceberg lettuce and some ranch dressing and slowly but surely that turns into different things, you know, or if you mm-hmm. need a, if you need some ranch dressing 
with your baby cut carrots. You know, you have to they're, you have to try gateway. to do a little bit <laughs> yeah. to get people started because that's really uh, my ten year old. She just refuses to eat vegetables. So I'm I'm challenging myself. You know, how else can I get it? Yeah. In her, what else do I have to do yeah. in order to get it in her mouth? And I'm trying to explain to her too. <laughs> you know, that's it's you're trying to get five cups a day. So did you have five cups today? Well, I ate a couple grapes. All right. <laughs> What else did you have? Well, I had a baby cut carrot too. Well, that's just not enough. Um, but these simple, the simple items, like you said, um, still they definitely serve a purpose. Yes, absolutely. You know? So you probably have a ton of vegetables in your life right now, and um, I want to challenge people that are listening to do something new with vegetables. So anything that they can do to get like one more serving of vegetables or try one of these products that we've talked about. I, I really feel like that first step for people. And I'll call them non-believers. <laughs> the first step for people is to change out one of their "I'll never get rid of"s. Just try it one time. So we want you to join. What we say, join the noodle craze. Is that what we call it? The well, we like the craze. noodle craze yeah. or the veggie rice craze. Yeah, the rice it's the and veggie noodle craze. craze. It's the veggie join the, craze. Join the veggie craze, people. That's right. So just summarizing everything here. So we've got this chronic inflammation that is problematic for lots of reasons. And we're learning that getting more plants on your plate can help to fight that. And one of the simplest ways is to go after those veggies. And we've got just so many solutions, great resources and people like Joe and your produce employees and our menu magazine. So uh, trying to make it as easy as possible for people to enjoy these really wonderful from the earth vegetables. So thank you, Joe for coming today you're, welcome, you're Thank just you for inviting so me. so wise and we're we learned so much from you i have a lot of help <laughs> i have a lot of help it's been a it's been a lot of fun to watch it yeah over the last two it or three years very and, exciting you know we've helped a lot of customers and our chef team is just absolutely incredible and um it's nice to see you know what we've been able to see over the last however many years because we really are helping people live healthier better lives there's no doubt about it absolutely so thanks thanks everyone for listening hope you learned something new and hopefully you're going to take joe's challenge and just try it so we're wishing you all a healthier better life through food thank you